Conversations with today's newsmakers from Michiana's Morning News. It's been hit after hit, you know, day after day for not just you, but the entire South Bend Police Department. How are you? How are how's the force? Well, I can tell you morale is uh, definitely down right now, uh, undoubtedly. And with the passing of one of our officers, daughters, Chloe, uh, that service was yesterday. Um, every officer that I know of, and myself included, is still reeling from that. Uh, how on earth the family is able to, to to cope with this right now is beyond me. But what a phenomenal, strong family and a phenomenal, strong police family supporting them. That was my next question. I mean, you know, it, it's tough. It's stressful to be... A police officer anywhere these days, but especially in the city of South Bend, it's been it's been exceptionally tough the past couple of weeks, and so I know that uh, that Alan had been feeling that, and then he, he he takes a break, goes on vacation, and I'm with you. I I don't know Scott how you wake up the next day. I I I don't know, but how is the family? I know it's to be expected, but are are they okay? Are they doing are they doing the best they they can right now? Well. My perspective, surprisingly, yeah, they are. I mean, what a strong family. Um, and then to hear Kim, I just have to uh, excuse me for a moment, that uh, she got up and talked about her baby girl, how she did that in front of 300-plus people. Mark was just uh, amazing how she did that. The strength of that family is just, I, I, can't, even, I can't even put it into words. I have nothing to say uh, to the family, and I'm, I'm a guy with many, many words. But listening to her speak uh, and then talking to the family afterwards, just phenomenal how, how they're able to, to cope with this. I, and I can't even imagine, nobody can imagine unless it's happened to them. Um, and I don't know of any circumstance where that has. Chatting with uh, Chief Scott Roskowski, South Bend Police Chief. All right, let's talk about uh, Sergeant O'Neill. Big news yesterday. Uh, he resigned from the force. I know that the investigation's happening uh, outside of of the department. Uh, what could you tell us? His letter uh, right around about five o'clock yesterday. Letter of resignation. I accepted it, and I'll, I'll submit that to the board of safety. Um, I, I will tell you that regardless of of the resignation, we will still continue with our internal component. Um, but that's still pending the facts and evidence and statements, et cetera, that have been recovered from uh, Indiana State Police investigators and the special prosecutor. So hopefully a lot of the questions that, that have come up, I know you yourself have asked, you know, why wasn't the body camera on and things of that nature? Well, there's only one person who can explain that, um, and and the investigation will, will discover, uh, could he have, should he have? Um, and if that investigation itself doesn't, our internal uh, will. So that doesn't go away, and we'll still look at, like we are now, uh, policies, procedures, training, what, what components were involved where it didn't happen, or was that a reason at all or not a reason at all to uh, not turn the camera on? Chief, on top of everything else that, that is making news, uh, you know, the, the fact still remains that we have shootings almost, not every night, but it seems like every couple of days you pick up the newspaper, you get online in the morning and Another night of violence in the city of South Bend. So on top of everything else, you're you're dealing with that. How are you dealing with that? It is, and it's quite difficult, Mark. I mean, it's just, I mean, these are senseless acts, undoubtedly. I mean, we just had one this morning. Uh, right now, uh, we believe it was either uh, airsoft BB or pellet gun, but still we treat that as an aggravated assault, as if it were actual shooting with a uh, actual gun itself. Um, and there's, there's no difference in our investigative uh, mindset. Uh, but with that, uh, I mean, there's there, there's still a lot, and there's many that are either self-inflicted or and or accidental. 
Um, but we still, again, when, when it comes out as there's been a shooting, legitimately so, but through our investigation, a lot of them are not um, a criminal assault shooting. However, um, it's still way, way, way uh, too unacceptable, and I wish we had a crystal ball uh, to predict human emotions and stop these before somebody pulls that trigger. Um, again, somebody knows that somebody's going to pull that trigger, and we need to, we need to get them stopped before they do. Again, it's the $10,000 question, but how do you do that? I mean, is is it cooperation from from the public? I mean, what and again, there's no crystal ball, but but my god, something's got to happen, man. Something I mean, it's it's getting crazy out there. What what can we do? I I know that you and the and and the force are doing all you can, but Man, what what's got to happen here, Chief? Yeah, well, I mean, we made we did Mark make uh, three arrests in the in the last uh, couple shootings that we had, um, but th- that is not the end all cure all. But notably, we we did make arrests, and that's because people actually said uh, enough is enough, and and then literally did something about the enough is enough. They called us and they gave us the information. That's the kind of things we're looking for. Unfortunately, it's after the fact. We'd love to have that, obviously. Before the fact, one thing notable, though, Mark, you know, we still deal with 95 to 100,000 calls a year for service. And, and if you think about it, we get 99.9% of those right every single time. Right. Cops make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're human beings. Uh, we can't act on emotion. A lot of people are acting on emotion right now, but police officers cannot and are not expected to uh, act on emotion. But but we are human beings. And, you know, officers, they sometimes they make mistakes and we can fix mistakes as long as they're not malicious, intentional for profit, for gain, uh, something that they're doing uh, to benefit themselves, we, we can fix those. Those I have and nobody should have tolerance for anything like that. And I, I know that has come up and, that, and I wanted to hit that. But I think the credit uh, should be due to the officers that are handling these 95,000 to 100,000 calls a year phenomenally and getting this job done and, and the right way, de-escalating and, and mitigating these circumstances be, be, before they come disastrous. As you know, I love you. I love the police department. Uh, I do ride-alongs all the time with several agencies. What what I don't think people realize, Chief, is that um, a police officer has mere seconds to make about 18 decisions the minute they arrive on a call. And when you go to a call, you just you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And, and you literally have just, I mean, split seconds to make life and death decisions in some cases. It really is a tough job. And, and I don't think people realize as, as you arrive on scene and your officers are assessing the situation, just, you know, how, how vital it is that they, they, they make decisions quickly. It is. It is, Mark. Literally, almost every single call that we go on is a reactionary call. So, to your point, when when they ask officers, ask themselves in their mind, "What if? What if?" That's all reactionary answer. So, pre-plan and what you're going to do in order to circumvent that is the most difficult part of the job. Um, and, and again, that's next to impossible because there's no officer, there's nobody on earth that I know of that can predict human emotion in advance. It's it's not going to happen. And then when you can what if all your in your mind all you want, but until something happens and you have to react in that you say seconds, it's it's a second or less uh, to make that ultimate decision, whether it's life saving, life ending. Uh, there's many ultimate decisions that are made there, and again, we get those right almost every single time. Um, 
there's so many things, Mark. Again, the ninety five thousand, a hundred thousand calls, and, and and I know you're you're uh, you're very hype on this, and rightfully so. When it comes to the things that we've been doing, the eighty three hundred walking patrols plus that we did last year, the yeah. school zones, the high five and the kids when they come in, our police athletic league, Mark, four hundred and sixty four kids, four hundred sixty four families trust us with their kids right now, and that's not even counting the boxing program. Yeah, chatting with something, police chief Scott Wiskowski. You know, I, I don't think overall, Chief, that that you know the, the citizens don't think you're doing your job. I mean, they they see the cars out there, they see the walking patrols, the bike patrols. It's just, you know, it, it's it's just something's got to happen. I yes. mean, I, I don't know that people don't you know they don't think that the South Bend Police Department or Mishawaka or or Sheriff Redmond's folks that you guys aren't doing your job. You're not out there policing. You are out there policing. It's just. What gives, and, and and how can we help you do your jobs? Because we're all in this together, man. It, it, no, a good point, Mark. You know, if the, again, I, I told you earlier, um, if it was fun and easy, everybody be doing it. Um, we would still like to be, uh, you know, having a lot more uh, officers on our department, especially those that reflect our community, you know, undoubtedly. But again, these officers do a phenomenal job. I don't think they get the credit they deserve. Um, we are one of the most highly trained and, and uh, highly professional police departments, not just the state, but per capita in this country. And I'll compare it to anyone. We are transparent. You know, we do what we say we're going to do, and, and we let people know. But uh, I, I just don't think that they the officers get the credit that they deserve to have to deal with the things that they deal with day in and day out, hundreds of times a day. I'm sure I'm not alone. Every time I see a squad car, I, I just... I. <laughs> I want to get out there and hug that person because I just, I keep thinking what's going through their mind. Because again, I mean, and I'm sorry, they can't block out all the PR and, 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 and what people are saying about, about their fellow officers and, and the police department, but yet they're out there having to do this job as well. I mean, I, I think it's more crucial and critical than ever uh, and tougher than ever to be a police officer right now today anywhere, but especially in the city of South Bend. It is everything and everything you do. And it's just, it's kind of weird, Mark, because you you think there's a certain percentage of people that absolutely love the police no matter what they do. And there's a certain percentage that absolutely hate the police no matter what they do. But the large bulk of the number in between is, hey, if I'm not affected, it doesn't affect me. They don't they really don't seem to care that and, and they, they wait for facts, evidence, statements, et cetera, all the proof to come in before they make a decision based on each circumstance, not just a totality, not just overall. The police in general are bad. Police in general are great. Most people, most that we see here anyway of 103,000 people in our area, um, they, they wait to make those decisions themselves based on each incident. What can we do? How can we help? If an officer doesn't come up to you, again, when it's, when it's safe to do so, um, they're usually, when you see them, probably responding to a call, uh, just leaving a call, or maybe even involved in a call. But I, I just ask, just go go and introduce yourself. There was a little girl, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, Facebook, um, that she actually went up to a police officer and she was recording him and uh, she asked, would you give your life for me? And and again, I'm, I'm trying not to get choked up, but he said, yes, I would. I'm making a short story, but it's, but it's, she recorded that and, and she put it out all over social media and she had never met the officer before in her life. Um, and to me, that was, that was phenomenal. That is what being a police officer is all about. We love you. You know that. Thanks, buddy. I love you as as a friend, but as our police chief, and uh, we love everybody out there that uh, that does the job for us. So you know, thank them all for us. They they know how we feel about them. But uh, thank you for your time this morning, and uh, good luck day by day, my friend, day by day. Appreciate it, Mark. Go get them. 
Michiana's Morning News with Mark McGill. Weekdays from 5 to 9 on 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.